Welcome to Lift Yourself Podcast. I'm your host, Laura, and I created this podcast to help you feel inspired and uplifted so you can unleash your potential self to the world. In this podcast, I talk about divine feminine energy, female empowerment, personal development, and much more. You can expect a mixture of guest interviews and solo episodes from me alongside some of my guided meditations. I'm so happy that you're joining me today. So let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the podcast or welcome to the podcast if you are brand new. My name is Laura and I'm your host. I'm so excited. I'm very grateful that you are joining me today. In this week's episode, I am going to be doing something a little bit left field that I've never created or put out there for the podcast previously. However, I had the idea a couple of weeks ago, one weekend when I was just going about my day and I knew that it was an, it's something that I wanted to try out and see how we get on. As you can probably tell from the title, today I'm going to be talking about an amazing woman called Jamie Kern Limmer. If you don't know who Jamie is, then you are in the right place because I'm going to be talking to you about her journey and her story. She is the co-founder of It Cosmetics, the makeup brand. And it was bought by L'Oreal for $1 billion. She built that brand from the ground up. Now, the purpose of this episode is I want to share with you, obviously there's only so much that I'm going to be able to say in a podcast episode, but the context around how Jamie lifted herself to success, how she went from being underestimated to being unstoppable, how she continued to move through the challenges and the setbacks and the rejection that she faced for a number of years to break through in order to step into her vision. And the reason that I wanted to create this episode is because I understand from a conscious and subconscious level how important it is for us to be able to see the stories and the success and the achievements of other people who haven't come from a wealthy family, they haven't had everything handed to them and they've still gone on to be able to create something that has been deep in their heart to put out into the world and not allowed the initial setbacks to stall them and stop them. Because the more that we absorb and learn about people like Jamie, the more we're able to see, well, if Jamie can do it for her journey, then I can do it for my journey in my own way. And the thing is as well, especially with this day and age of social media, we often make assumptions that people have it easy and things just happen for people straight away and they are just skyrocketed to success without any challenges and that's it. They just don't have to worry about anything else. And when we have that belief that the key towards our vision or manifestation is always smooth sailing and easy and flowy, and we personally go through difficulties and challenges 
we then begin to place doubt upon what is possible for us and our capabilities. We also begin to place doubt on our vision and we also begin to doubt in general everything and we just have this mindset of I might as well just throw in the towel. What is the point? We know that social media is a highlight reel. We all talk about it being a highlight reel and still for some reason we find ourselves comparing our path and our journey and what's happening or not happening for us with other people even though we know that it doesn't show us the bigger picture. I'm not entirely sure why we do it, whether it's just part of our human psyche it's important for us to remind ourselves that the images and the stories and the messages that we're getting sent isn't always the bigger picture and yes some people can't see success in a particular area in their life instantly but that's their path that's their journey and that doesn't take away from our story and our journey and it doesn't tend to always be the majority and another thing that I found is It's also important to consider the bigger picture in a person's story which led them to seeing their quote-unquote fast success because usually behind the opportunity or something aligning and happening in a short space of time, there's been a period of build-up in the background over a number of years and that has been as a result of the choices that that person has made. So it does all begin to form a foundation and a picture towards something happening but then we see the external results instantly and I think that that is what we then compare ourselves to so we have all heard that saying I'm sure don't compare your chapter three to someone else's chapter 17 because we're all at different starting points we've all got different experiences strengths and knowledge and things to learn and grow along the way and it's those challenges that enable us to step into the vision of us that is able to have the life that we want and hold the experiences that we want to attract and the thing is when you start to learn about successful people's journeys and stories and I'm talking like the top of the top, like highly successful people who have built themselves from the ground up, you will see that they have faced more failures than the average person, more no's than the average person, more setbacks than the average person, challenges, losses, a lot of difficulties because the road to success, however that looks or feels for you, is not going to be smooth sailing. While things can definitely align, and flow with synchronicities and opportunities that gets to be fun and gets to be pleasurable there still does need to be this level of strong foundation in a masculine energy that holds you together when you're on a path so dependent on where you are right now or where you would like to go this can apply to all areas of your life because it might feel that where you want to go is a million miles away And even if you're taking the aligned action steps, let's say to get closer to that vision and then setbacks start to happen or you get rejections or news or disappointments, we then start to have a doubt and a doubt in the process and begin to think that we're stuck. We begin to tell ourselves that we're not good enough. 
maybe the universe doesn't want me to win. Maybe the universe has got it in for me. You know, all of this like negative self-talk that we begin to latch onto, thinking that it's the truth when really it's not. It's just our perception towards the situation. We can then strip it back and think, well, no, this is just part of the process. This is just part of the journey and every single successful person who has created something for themselves has gone through this or something something similar. And the only reason that they broke through is because they didn't allow it to stop them. I'm not even just talking about creating success in terms of building a huge business. I'm also talking about creating a better life for yourself, like relationship with yourself, how you feel about yourself when no one is around, what type of relationship you are in, you know, what life partner you choose, how that relationship feels, not just about how it looks. Your inner confidence and how you treat your body and how you treat other people. Like This isn't always going to be easy, especially when you embark on this journey because we're going to be triggered. We're human, we have emotions, we're going to go through cycles and seasons of not always being like 100% and that's okay because we shouldn't be putting perfection, uh, pressure of perfectionism on ourselves because that's unattainable and it then also sends a message that who we are naturally like hard quirks or the fact that we might make spelling mistakes or stumble on our words doesn't make us good enough. So yes, we can always you know move towards improvement and align our actions to step into our future self, but we don't have to have a pressure of being perfect. And the other reason why I wanted to do this series, which is called How She Lifted Herself, is because when I started off on my journey of doing the inner work, that was like the gateway. Well, it was more so fitness, if you are familiar with my story. Fitness, body image, wanting to look a certain way, thinking if I looked a certain way and I got a certain tension from men, that that would make me feel good enough. And that it didn't. That just made me feel more empty inside. And I was always striving to look leaner, look skinnier. And it was like, do more, eat less concept. And then when I started to do the inner work, and listening to self-development podcasts or motivational speeches on YouTube, all of the stuff that I come across was from men. Joe Rogan, David Goggins, Ed Milet, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Robin Sharma, Tony Robbins. They're the ones that come to my mind straight away. Gary V. You know, they were all like masculine men, which is great. Like, I'm not dissing that at all, but I just didn't feel fully seen because... Yes, while these men, you were saying lots of amazing things. I just felt as a woman that there wasn't a lot of women in that position or in that space who I could look up to and see resemblance of myself within her. And I had to unpick and dig deeper and deeper and deeper. So I'm talking more the ones who are high elite at the top or you know in the top like 1% of thought leaders, business owners, even if you call some of them celebrities, then I feel that the majority were men. And it was just something that I was thinking, I know that women have always been quote unquote behind or not put on par with men. And I'm I'm not wanting this episode to go down the feminist route at all. I'm just highlighting a point that I do feel that while there has been progress, um, more women now are speaking the truth and are being seen and are putting goods out into the world and being respected, I still think that there definitely is a gap. 
and through sharing my voice and putting my content out there I like to think that I'm playing a part in closing that gap in some way and the fact that people like Jamie have been able to go on and achieve and create what they have is very I wouldn't even say it's inspirational she is aspiring like she aspires so many people whether you are a female or male or whatever your gender is or whatever you identify as it's knowing that there is a possibility for success if you have a vision on your heart if you have something that you just know naturally you are meant to do you can't stop thinking about it or if it's a challenge that you faced it's there for you but we all have free will we have a choice we can either choose to stay in the comfort zone of the familiar we know how life's going to pan out because it's predictable and we ignore that voice and we push it down and we tell ourselves no that's too scary so instead of sitting and listening to that thought I'm just going to keep myself busy keep myself distracted so I don't have to stop and listen to my intuition or my body that might be not necessarily what we say but that's what our actions are saying so this is why a lot of people find it difficult to slow down because this is when all of the noise comes up to the surface that we're burying and pushing away But if we give ourselves the opportunity to be able to listen and take notice to that voice of I am meant for more, the world needs to hear what I have to say. There are women who are in my position, sorry, there are women that are in the position that I've been in in the past and by me pursuing and going after what I want, I am then giving them permission to also have the courage to go after and do and be whatever they want to be. But it's only if we leave first that we're going to be able to create this change and this belief. And I'm not saying that as women we're going to step into the masculine role within society because I don't believe that. I believe that it's important for a woman to be embodied in her divine feminine energy and to allow the masculine to do what the masculine is here to do but as women we are all over the place because we just don't know where our role is or where we fit or how we show up in society because we feel we've been led to feel that our worth and our value comes from how we look and our distraction sorry our focus is solely on that and I'm speaking from you know experience I know I spent my whole 20s doing this so our whole focus is on how we look we're not then looking at the other areas that we have in terms of strength and knowledge and wisdom and guidance and spiritual growth or fitness health wellness whatever it is to be able to put out into the world which is going to then have a domino effect all over the globe and that is possible now in this day and age so going back to jamie I first come across her when I was going through a breakup. It was a couple of years ago now and one of my friends spoke to me about her and she said she'd done a workshop or a course, I think it was, with Tony Robbins and Jamie was a speaker at the event and she started to tell me about Jamie's story and that she'd written a book and said, you really need to get the book because her story is just like, wow, it's... It really uplifts you beyond belief. So I bought a book. It's called Believe It. 
I will link the book in the description of the podcast if you want to check it out. If you've not read the book before, would highly recommend because obviously there's only going to be so much that I can get through in a podcast episode. Um, it was a book that I could just read from start to finish. And when I came, I actually cried, I think a couple of times when I read this book. There's certain quotes that she says that really hit home to me. So it's definitely a book that really gets you in a mindset of, I'm not quitting on myself. I'm not giving up. I deserve better. I deserve more. And I'm going to do this for my future. I'm going to do this for my past self. I'm going to do this for my future children, my current children. I'm going to do it and I'm not going to let the opinions or the beliefs or the thoughts of other people stop me if I know to my core that that is not true. What they feel, what they think, because I know the truth of who I am. So, Jamie Kerr-Limmer is 45 years old. She was born on the 16th of July, 1977, and she is a cancer star sign like me. (laughs) I just want to add. And she was born in California in a place called San, I think I'm going to end up butchering this, San Rafael. San Rafael, sorry if I have, I don't mean to offend anyone. Jamie was the first member of her family to go into college and she went to the Washington State University and Columbia University. Her parents' names are Mike and Nina. And they divorced when she was six years old. When Jamie was in school, she was voted the biggest procrastinator in her high school yearbook. And at 22, she won Miss Washington USA in a competition. She then worked at Denny's Diner and took a second job bagging groceries in a grocery grocery store, which is a supermarket shop here in the UK. And then she applied to go on the very first Big Brother in America as a contestant and she got on to the show. Now she was the youngest woman to compete on Big Brother 1 in America and she was the highest ranking female on the show. She was also the last person who was eliminated by the public vote and she was the longest lasting contestant without being nominated. When Jamie was 27 years old, she found out that she was actually adopted and she went on this search to find her birth mum. And in the book, she talks about that journey and that, how that come about, how that felt, how that happened and how she was actually reunited with her mum. Also, when Jamie was in her late 20s, she landed her dream job as a news anchor, so a news presenter as it would be in the UK. And also around this time, she began to develop a skin condition called rosacea. This was causing red blockages to her skin or almost appearing like a rash on her face. And as a result, she spent a lot of money and a lot of time in attempt to try and cover up the rash that would break out on his skin. And she found that even though she was looking in the drugstores, even the higher end stores with the luxury makeup, nothing would work. And she shared that there was many occasions where she was presenting live on television and the producer would be in her ear saying, what is that on your face? Wipe off, wipe off. It's getting, it's, there's something on your face. And she knew that there was nothing on her face. It was just this rash coming out because of the ros- rosacea. 
as a result of going through this challenge, she really felt deflated and she was on a mission to be able to try and get a solution for the problem that she was experiencing because it, obviously it was making her feel uncomfortable as it would with anyone, right? If you were on national television presenting the news and you had this mark coming up on your face and people saying to you, what's on your face? Wipe it off and no makeup brand that you're using seems to be working. It's naturally going to create some level of discomfort. Jamie is married to a man called Polo. I, I believe that is how you pronounce his name. And before meeting Paulo, she said that she had always gone for the bad boy type, the type who always broke her heart or the athlete who always broke her heart. And she met him and they began dating while they were still in school, I believe. And they remained together in a relationship. And after five years of dating, he proposed to her. And on their honeymoon flight to South Africa, they actually both spent the time writing a business plan for It Cosmetics. When they returned from their honeymoon, they both quit their jobs and started the company from their living room. And Jamie and Paulo both didn't know anyone in the beauty industry, they didn't have any connections. So what Jamie did is spend a lot of time googling, researching, reading up on, emailing people and reaching out in order to be able to move the needle forward and make progress in the business and bring in the vision together from the manufacturers to the packaging to how she could then begin to pitch to the stores to get it on the shelf there were a lot of things that she didn't know because she'd never experienced before she didn't have a background as being an entrepreneur she'd never sold anything it was all yes in the media section of things by being on television it's very different to starting a product brand something I really love about Jamie is how resourceful she got with her husband and they didn't allow anything to stop them she still found a way around a challenge they were able to get creative and think of solutions instead of seeing obstacles I think sometimes we can definitely become paralyzed and it has to be this way otherwise it's not worth me doing but Jamie's mentality was just let's just get scrappy that's the word she uses a lot getting scrappy just doing it and I definitely feel we have to have that level of resilience and just grit in order to be able to push through especially at the beginning stages when we don't have a clue about anything with what whatever we're doing in life even if you relate this to going into the gym and not knowing what any machines was in the gym it's getting resourceful it's finding a way that you cannot let that hold you back because if you can't get your foot in door number one how are you going to get your foot in door number two, door number three, door number four? It's just not going to work. So building that level of self-confidence to keep moving forward. And one of the things that Jamie shares is that her middle name is Marie. And because they were on a tight budget, they were having to do everything themselves from the website to all of the packaging and ideas she decided to create a separate email address 
in the name of Marie at It Cosmetics to act as though she is the PR, I think, or kind of like a lead admin worker. I'm not entirely sure what the title was that they gave her, but obviously it wasn't Marie, it was Jamie pretending to be Marie, which makes me laugh. One of the first employees that they employed was Jamie's friend called Jackie, who was actually six months pregnant, and even though they couldn't afford to give her any benefits from the company, Jackie was super loyal towards Jamie and her vision and really believed in her. So just went with them and agreed to be a part of that and actually moved in with Jamie and Paula to support them in building the business from the living room. Now, one of the things that Jamie talks about is having a strong why. And when I read this book, it connected to me powerfully because I resonate with the reason why having that why is so significant because if you have a why that is strong and true to you it carries you through the difficult moments now for Jamie her why was always connected to the brand's mission or the company's mission of empowering all women to believe that they were worthy and beautiful and to shift the culture around inclusivity in the beauty industry and she wanted to be able to make that change for many, many years, all of the models and the images and the marketing around beauty were white women who were models, slim, flawless skin, highly edited, and there wasn't a variety of different types of women with different images, looks, body shapes, body types, and it just focused on a certain aesthetic and one of the things that Jamie felt was not seen and that didn't make her feel good within herself especially because she'd already developed the skin condition and couldn't find a way to be able to feel that she can cover that up and feel confident and that created a level of I don't feel good enough and she wanted to stop that So throughout the period of building It Cosmetics, she went through years of rejections and in the book, she talks you through each scenario and how she was obviously really excited to go and pitch these people. Then they turn it down and then there'll be another another offer and then it'll be a no. For three years, she consistently faced no's with little glimpses of hope and throughout that time she knew deep down that this product could work, that this brand could work and her why was so strong that it withstood the test of any challenge or anyone else's belief that it wasn't going to work and what she noticed is because of the fact that she was wanting to make a change in the beauty industry a lot of the people who were in the beauty space they didn't have that same vision as as her so of course they were going to say no to her they were going to reject her because they didn't have the same perception or vision as to what Jamie was seeing that real women want to be seen they want to feel understood they want to be welcomed and feel beautiful and wear makeup 
because a lot of women not every woman obviously but a lot of women do like to wear makeup and skincare like it's just something that the majority of women want to do and I absolutely love skincare and I love makeup and she knew that that was the that was the vision and she didn't allow the nose to stop it even when it was highly respected people in the space who were rejecting her and there was actually one man and he had a meeting with Jamie and she pitched him about the products feeling really excited thinking that it was going to go well and he told her that they weren't going to accept it they weren't going to move forward with it cosmetics and she said can I ask why and his response was I just don't think women will buy makeup from someone who looks like you with your weight and your body and she said as as he was stood in front of her saying that she just felt this feeling but deep down she knew you're wrong you're wrong and of course that did upset her and caused her to question and had a moment of doubt and then she remembered her why and continued to move forward because she knew deep down that what he said wasn't right it wasn't true it didn't feel in her core in her intuition the reality of what she was working towards and then eventually she did get an opportunity to go on to QVC which I'm sure you probably know what QVC is and how it came about is that they had to sell a certain amount of units I'm not entirely I'm not a makeup guru or a marketing guru so I'm just sharing how I understand it but they had a certain amount of units of product that they had to order on standby to then go and sell but they only receive a 10 minute slot to go on to QVC and what happens is if your sales aren't meeting the target as to what the channel expects the 10 minutes gets cut so say for example if she'd been on for eight minutes on the television promoting it cosmetics and then it wasn't meeting that level that standard her time would have been halved and she wouldn't have got the full 10 minutes now this was a big risk for them both because they were down to less than a thousand dollars in their account that's their business and personal account by the way and they ended up getting a loan from a like a bank in order to be able to fund the amount of product that they needed in order to then go to QVC and sell and she shares how one of the things that is important for her as a business owner to preach and mention is never accept a purchase order that you can't fulfill she just knew deep down that this was the step forward and she wanted to take this this opportunity because they were searching for it for so long anyway In the build-up to going on to QVC, Jamie had this vision of wanting to bring on real women with different skin conditions, different body types, different skin colours, in order to demonstrate on television that her products work to cover up or, you know, change or alter and give you that glowy, gorgeous effect. She didn't just want to use the usual she didn't want to just use the models that are expected and what is normal to use in this space 
even though at the time a lot of people were advising were advising her to use these certain models because this is going to be that thing that will help you sell people will see that it looks nice on these on these women on these models and they will desire that so the product will be able to sell and she spoke about how that didn't feel good for her intuition and she knew deep down that that wasn't connected to her bigger vision and her why and she went against the advice of you know the tv producers of qvc and the beauty gurus and whoever it was that was sharing this to her and she trusted her gut and she brought on real women and when she was on the television she actually took her own makeup off and then applied the product i think it was like a concealer or foundation maybe both to her skin to show the viewers that this is how it can cover your skin this is the effect it's like here in real life and then immediately the product starts to sell until it got to the end of the 10 minutes and they'd sold out i think they'd sold out all of the products if not the majority of the product there's a part where jamie shares how she walks towards paulo and she's so emotional and the words that she says is real women have spoken and i think when i read that and i've heard her say that on a podcast episode as well that gets me that emotional because you can see the passion and the belief and the drive that she had that she was right all along and she didn't let the doubt of others almost seep into her own inner belief system and she kept that belief so strong and it wasn't that she was being stubborn or stupid she did take a risk of course she did and i guess to an outsider perspective it might have looked stupid but for her in her own way having that deep connection to her why she knew that this was the right step and then the payoff was that of course they didn't go out of business they were able to then grow from that point and one of the things that she talks about as well which i won't mention too much obviously for this episode is as she was rising in the industry a lot of people didn't like it so she come up against certain other women let's say in the beauty industry who weren't very nice to her this whole mean girl concept you could even look at it as like the sisterhood wound feeling threatened like what is this woman doing she doesn't fit in with us why is she here and then attempting to push her out but she didn't let that either shake her whilst that wasn't very nice for her she was able to find some level of compassion deep within for these other women and there's something that she says in the book i might try and find some of my favorite quotes and share some of them obviously these are all from jamie's book um, and Jay, I, I believe that they're all jamie's quotes but she says something how i wanted to build a brand and a business so big that they wouldn't even think of competing with me so yeah i've just found the quote because i was flicking through the book this one i just honestly it's i love it when it comes to the mean people the ruthless competitors the naysayers and the critics they might not believe in you now but one day they'll call you for advice They may call you unqualified today, but one day they'll tell people how they know you. They might call you meek one day, but one day they'll call you muggle. They might call you uncool, but one day they'll call you friend. 
They might call you smaller, but one day they'll call you baller. They might call you crazy, but one day they'll call you genius. They might call you unworthy, but one day they'll call you legend. They might watch you cry, but one day they might watch you swing them. They might call you on the phone to reject you, but one day they might just end up calling you boss. And then another quote is around the concept of being underestimated and people not taking you serious. And she writes, I found comfort in the knowledge that being underestimated can be a superpower because they never see you coming. And I knew that while they might have been upset that I was starting to see success, they had no idea just how well, how much will to win and faith that it's possible is inside of me. I wasn't there to compete with them. I was there to compete with God, with what God made me capable of. And there's just so many quotes of gold in this book. This is why I got like so invested in it because it was just like a, a super amazing, I can't even preach it anymore, amazing book to read. And then there was one guy and I can't remember whether it's, I don't think it's the guy, it wasn't, so the, the man who said to her, I don't, I rejected her and said, I just don't think women will buy makeup from you with the way that you look on your body. He did eventually, like, apologise. I don't think he apologised. I think he, what he did is he, he congratulated her when the news came out that it cosmetics have been bought by L'Oreal for a million, a billion dollars. And he said, I was wrong. But then there was another man who was a part of QVC that had rejected uh, Jamie along the journey. And he ended up retiring from QVC and then got a job with It Cosmetics on the board. So that's why she talks about how someone might reject you, but then you might just, they might just end up calling you boss. And it's funny how... Things go round in circles, isn't it? How each event or setback or situation happens for a reason. And even if at the time we can't understand why it's happening or we don't see why it's happening, it's not necessarily until later down the line that it makes sense that there's some form of protection. So we're being protected by something and that's why we have received that level of rejection because rejection is just the redirection. And another thing that I remember saying is there was a time where she was wanting one of the men to it. I think it was the guy who said about her, her bodies and her looks and that's why he didn't want to invest. If he'd have said yes, she'd have probably give him such a massive share in the company that she wouldn't have been the biggest shareholder when it was sold to L'Oreal. So obviously she would have missed out financially, but the fact that he turned her down, they had less shareholders in the company. So she received obviously the largest level of investment when the business was sold. And she looks back on that moment with gratitude because she can see that she was being protected at that time. So thinking about her story and then relating it to your own life journey, anything recently or over the past couple of years where you might have faced rejection or setbacks or no's and things haven't gone how you wanted them to go, maybe certain people have left your life, maybe things just didn't go in the way that you had envisioned and 
you're feeling that level of frustration how can you start to release that belief that it's going against you and start to question but what if this is happening for me what if this is all about setting me up for success that's another thing that Jamie says instead of a setback it's a setup it's setting you up towards the growth that you're about to embark on and even though we can't see it right now because it isn't physically here it doesn't mean that it can't happen and it doesn't mean that it's not possible because usually what's that saying it's the people who think they're crazy enough to change the world that usually end up doing it so there's a lot to unpick and unpack about her story but as you can see the mindset that she built the support network she had obviously through her her husband and her business partner and her friend her loyal friend Jackie who was there along the way and stayed with her right up until the end when well it's not the end but when the business got sold to L'Oreal that really guided her on the path and the biggest takeaway I took was being resourceful connected to your why willing to take risks trusting your intuition and spending time to connect to your intuition and recognising that rejection is impersonal, especially in a business context. But even if the rejections from a romantic level, I still feel that the same concept can apply around you being protected 100%. Because if someone can't see your worth or if someone ghosts you and you're dating them, then that's because they were never meant for you anyway. Because if they were meant for you, then they wouldn't do that. And I think the minute that we start to have that belief of life happens for me, I'm supported and guided along this journey, we begin to feel so much lighter. But I do love reading stories like this because now as a result of her building that, Jamie's then obviously gone on to be an author, she's a speaker, she's an investor, she's doing all of these amazing things simply because she had a challenge that come up that she didn't want she didn't want rosacea she didn't want to have to face that and I'm sure if you were to go back to her when she was that age you know can you not have rosacea anymore how would you accept it she'd be like yeah little did she know that that very thing that she was embarrassed about that she was ashamed about that she wanted to hide and cover up so much was the very thing that gave her the catalyst towards her success and stood her out amongst everyone else in the crowd and that shone her so the thing that she was embarrassed about the most was actually her strength it was the uniqueness that gave her the ability to be able to create something that no one else had created before so what I would say is if you want to listen a little bit more about Jamie I'll link a video of her acceptance speech at a beauty awards where she obviously shared a little bit about her story and was speaking her truth and she mentions that she got a bit of backlash from that speech in the book because of the beauty gurus let's say who were there they didn't really like it because she was taking a stand for wanting to change certain beliefs and I guess viewpoints of the beauty industry so yeah I would highly recommend watching that I'm going to leave the episode there. I hope that you've enjoyed it. I know it was a little bit random because I've never done anything like this before. If you did enjoy it, let me know. 
you can either let me know in the Q&A box on Spotify or drop me a message over on Instagram because I would love to hear. My idea with this concept of how she lifted herself is to focus on the story of one particular lady who has created success in her life and talk about it and upload it on the last Sunday of every month. So it'll be out of, if I do week, I do weekly episodes, so for a week, for a month. So it'll be the fourth episode of the month. I hope that I'm explaining that well. If you do want to hear more, then please let me know. I have some exciting ideas of other guests that I would also like to include as part of this series. I just want to say thank you so much for listening all of the way. I hope you have a lovely rest of your day wherever you are in the world listening and I will be back next week with another episode. Thank you so much for listening to Lift Yourself Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and if you would like to see more content from me, follow me on Instagram at underscore lauralifts underscore. If you're feeling generous, give this podcast a review on the Apple Podcast app as it will help this podcast get in front of more people who need to hear this content. Thank you so much for listening. I am so, so grateful to have you with me and I'm really looking forward to speaking to you next time.